Hello everybody and welcome back to Chapter Tactics, where we go over tactics and strategies for both new and veteran players alike. I am your host, Magikarp Fly, and joining me today we have the very, 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 very southern. So southern, it's so hard to read his accent, Demeki. Hey, how are you all doing today? You, see, you hear that southern accent? It's, it's so, it's so thick. It's so south that he's north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we also have the very lustrous John P. I am also southern. I'm from Southern California. <laughs> where's Where's your accent, though? Where, where's your Southern California it's, accent? It's It's just the, It's just the way I talk. <laughs> it, it's It's weird because I mean, we go anywhere else, people are like, "Oh wow, I love your accent." I'm just like, "Bro, this is how I talk." Oh <laughs> wow, yeah, I love your accent, Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all American. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, you know what's really weird is hearing somebody that's like uh, European doing an American accent because then that's when you hear the real difference, right? It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. well, it's like um, Leon, Le Leon, and um, what was it, Godzilla? Uh -huh. where he did an American accent and it was Elvis Presley, yeah, dude. It, <laughs> it, it freaks me out whenever I see Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead just like talk normally, it just oh, yeah. it phases through my head. <laughs> it's that's mind blowing, or like whenever Tom Holland does like his uh when he's talking about like uh when he's on scene and stuff he has his accent and he just switches over to his american accent just like like just like just like that yeah Dude, andrew garfield and henry cavill they all blow my mind when they start talking in their normal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh and house the guy that plays house oh yeah yeah that oh, used yeah. to screw with my head a lot mm -hmm. you know Dude, andrew also garfield could do like three accents in like 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> it's only one guy one spider man <laughs> or woman we don't know for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of screwing with your guys' heads, the Harlequins. That's what we're talking about today. We're doing an entire rundown of this codex. Uh, we're not going to do Eldar because everyone else has done Eldar. But you know what? No one has shown love for the Harlequins. And honestly, um, in my opinion, and uh, I think that a lot of people's opinions, the Harlequins are probably the strongest part of the eldar codex uh or at least one of the strongest parts of the eldar codex and so we're gonna be breaking it down today we're gonna go over the codex and yeah it's gonna be very very interesting uh i played harlequins uh for ninth edition um they were the second army that i ever got so i'm very excited about this codex it's so in depth even though there's only 18 pages of information and that's pretty much it <laughs> Uh, but before we move on to the rest of this episode, this show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40k games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40k events in the industry. They also have great shows like Signals from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, uh, Grim After Dark, and so much more. That's FrontlineGaming.org. Uh, tickets for the Lone Star Open are out now. So go get your tickets. And without further ado, let's go straight into it. Let's start talking about the Harlequins. And we're going to start with their detachment abilities. Uh, for this one, we'll start with uh, Harlequins. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Harlequins Panoply? 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 Uh, so... I'll read this one off, and then uh, Demeki, you can take Rising Crescendo, and then John P., you can take a Luck of the Laughing God. Cool? Yes. 
All right, so uh, Harlequin's Panoply, I'm sorry if I am wrecking this name right now. Models in this unit have a four up and vulnerable save. Each time uh, this unit makes a normal move, advances, uh, falls back, or makes a charge move, uh, uh, the models can move through other models, um, and, but they cannot finish a move on top of another model or its base. And each time a melee attack is made against this unit, subtract one from the attacks hit roll so this is uh, a little bit updated from what they had before uh minus one to hit in close combat for a lot of your infantry units is what you're going to be seeing here um your troops have it your shadow seer has it your um your troop masters have it they are always minus one to hit in close combat, which makes them just a little bit more resilient. Uh, you have the same flip belt stuff. Instead of having the keyword flip belt, it's been removed, and now it's just called, and now it's just called Harlequin's Panoply, uh, which is going to be a lot harder to describe uh, a Demacron moving, saying it has flip belt. Flip belt doesn't exist anymore. It has <laughs> Panoply. <laughs> Panoply. Yeah. I looked and, it up. It's, it's Panoply. But I, mean, we could, I like Panoply. Panoply better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pa yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, units uh, with it have a four up and vulnerable save. So same thing as before, army-wide four up and vulnerable save. So what are your guys' opinions on that? Do you get boardwalk and park place? We do not collect $200, and we do not connect. We do not collect. Uh, we do not go past go. Oh, that's oh. a shame. Garbage. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But we get Mediterranean and uh, the other – we get the brown ones. <laughs> The brown ones, <laughs> yeah, the beginner ones. Yeah, we get the beginner ones. You know, yeah. So, what do you guys think about Panoply? Yeah, uh, let's see. The four pinball and the the flip belt thing kind of persisted from their old codex, which they definitely need to keep. Mm -hmm. uh, the minus one to hit in melee is much is really good. Um, you think about Space Marines; they're hitting on threes. Now they're hitting on fours, and that's a Space Marine hitting on fours. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, that's a good for them. Um, I mean, like you mentioned, this uh, Quinn's, while they are like T3, one wound, they are um, deceptively durable with mm -hmm. four pinballs across the board. This now with this minus one to hit in melee, and then um, something else that we're going to talk about in the future. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I absolutely love this ability. Uh, the minus one to hit is incredibly good. They still uh, can move through models and terrain and all that stuff. So, it's still incredibly good um for both your normal moves your advances and your fallbacks and your charges you're ignoring terrain uh but you still get your minus two to move uh charges uh for what's it called difficult Dense. ground yeah difficult ground all right so moving on from there we got rising crescendo rising crescendo crescendo uh this unit is eligible to declare a charge in a turn in which it advance which is really good I have to wait until round two for Jakari. Uh, this unit is eligible to shoot and declare charge in which it fell back. Are you serious? What? Yeah, we had that before. <laughs> yeah. We had it before, Demeki. They could always do so that. So did I, and it yeah. was called Fly. <laughs> and they took it away. <laughs> yeah, get screwed. It's BS. <laughs> uh, Rising Crescendo, absolutely love this. It was. It's the same ability that they had last time. They kept it, fall back, and shoot. Uh, advance and charge army wide, or not army wide, but for the units that have rising crescendo. So those are your bikes, your uh, troops, and your so your bikes and your infantry units basically are the only ones that have rising crescendo. Uh, but that's so much value to be able to fall back, shoot, charge, and advance and charge. So good. 
Uh, what do you think about those abilities there, John P? Yeah, having the ability to just um, engage into things on your own terms is <laughs> yeah. super good because um, you're going to be able to charge something. You're going to be able probably to withstand the fight because you're minus one to hit in melee with the four pinball. And then you can use that to like springboard and then go tag something else. Or yeah. Even, you know, run for a backfield objective or fall back. Yeah. Or wait, can, you can't do an action after you fall back, huh? You cannot. You cannot. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's, uh, so you can't just fall. Yeah. You can't just springboard into something and fall back and do rod. But yeah. You know, that would be this, broken. Yeah. That would be. But you know, Quins are. Quins are here to touch you, and they're here to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, there is no way that you have perform an action and do something in this army for Harlequins. So just so Okay, that's, that's, that seems yeah. like the balance part yeah. of it, at least. Yeah. Um, also, as a side note, we are not talking about Eldar at all. We're not talking about Yanari. We are only talking about pure Harlequins. Just pure Harlequins sure. in a in a pure Harlequins only detachment, not souping or anything like that. You can soup with them because they are traveling players. You can create a detachment of Harlequins. They still get their sadists, but they don't get the next thing that we're going to be talking about. John P, take it away. Called yeah, Luck of one... the Laughing God. Yep, this is uh, brand new in this codex. Uh, as Matt mentioned, it's called Luck of the Laughing God. Uh, you get an amount of luck rerolls based on the battle size that you're playing. For Combat Patrol, you start with one. Uh, I think that's 0 to 500 points. Incursion, 500 to 1,000 points is two. Two luck rerolls. Uh, strike Force is 1,000 to 2,000, I believe. Uh, you get three. And Onslaught, anything above 2,000, you get four luck rerolls. Um, and with those luck rerolls... Oh, sorry. In addition to those, uh, those baseline, one, two, three, four luck rerolls, you can also try to get more uh, at the beginning of the battle round, I believe. Yeah, yeah, battle round. Uh, and to do so, you roll up to 6 uh, d6. If every result is unique, then you gain an, you gain additional dice based on um, the unique values. So let's say, for example, we're playing Strike Force. Uh, top of the battle round, you get 3. Uh, and you want to try to roll for uh, 3 more so you, that you finish up with 6. If you roll three dice and the results are all unique, so you roll like a one, two, and a three, you'll get three additional dice. But if you were to roll those three dice and you get like a one, two, and a one, um, you wouldn't get any. Is it, Am I correct there? Yeah, you wouldn't get any of the additional ones. You would only okay. get the three. Baseline that, three. Yeah, the baseline three. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and with those luck rerolls, you can use them to reroll um, your... Uh, one hit roll, one wound roll, a damage roll, a saving roll, or an advance roll. Anything that essentially like covers one dice. So this is including like uh, morale or charge rolls, um, psychic tests. Yeah, um, it's morale, charge rolls, and psychic tests. You don't get it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So any any of those luck rolls not used are are lost. So you wanna you wanna just use them. Yeah, um, I feel like yeah, yeah. 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 That's pretty much the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. This thing, this is incredibly powerful. Um, so strong. When so you, good. yeah, when you, when you think about it, um, so the army has no way of getting any type of other rerolls. Like you can't get reroll to your hit rolls in any other way. Uh, you can get reroll wound rolls of one, and that is it. So there are no rerolls with this army for pure Harlequins at all in any way whatsoever um, when you're running pure Harlequins. Now, that this might tempt you to be like, oh, I can just use this for my wound rolls. Don't do that. Don't do that. Trust me, don't do that. 
Instead, use it for your save rolls. Being able to re-roll your saves when you have an army-wide 4-up invuln is so powerful that like things are just not going to die. And that is extremely strong for this army. Uh, what do you guys think about this attachment? Or about is, this Luck of the Laughing God? If somebody flips the table because of Luck of the Laughing God, I, I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you know what's also great about this is that it's also kind of it's fun it's a fun mechanic because you could be like oh let's see if i get it oh no i don't get it you know if you want to yeah. be a baller and just roll six of them and just be like ah will i get it no dang it darn it oh man yeah well you only have one model left anyway so <laughs> yeah 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 uh most of the time you're only rolling two uh because that's like i think that that is the safest bet that you can do is just two um yeah so then you can always have like five. You're always going to have mo most of the time. You're going to have fives. Uh, Dude, five turn one, just roll all six, man. Just do yeah. it on turn one, all six. <laughs> you know what's great is that this also is at the start of a battle round. So if you get second turn, you get your free rerolls uh, for second turn. And oh, okay. Yeah. So it's great because if you get second turn, then that means that you can use these rerolls and then see what stuff, uh, if, if you have any extra ones, then you could just use those on your turn to then reroll your wound rolls or uh, hit rolls or anything like that. So really good yeah. ability. Yeah, powerful. Especially if like for some reason you weren't able to hide your entire army behind um, obscuring terrain, mm -hmm. um, or like your opponent has like no line side shooting, then you could just use all all your um, luck of the laughing god rolls on failed saves. And yeah, like you mentioned, yeah. Any you have any left over? Use them to kill things. Yeah, pretty good. All right, so moving on from there, we have our Sadus. These are your detachment abilities, so your sub-factions here. We used to have six with things like um, uh, Soaring Spite and Frozen Stars, and now it's been reduced down to three, but they took basically the best ones out of the six and made them better. So incredibly good. You have Sadus uh, abilities. Um uh, with these status, every single unit in your army gets access to this, uh, gets access to these buffs. The only one that doesn't get access to these buffs is the solitaire, and that is it. But everyone else gets access to it. So let's start off with the light detachment, and we'll start with uh, Demeki. Is that cool with you? You want to read this one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. uh, so light uh, characterization, blaze of light. Each time an attack is made against a unit with this characterization, uh, if the attacking model is more than 12 inches away, an unmodified hit roll of 1, 2, or 3 for the attack fails, irrespective of any abilities that the weapon or the model making the attack may have. Each time a unit with this characterization makes a normal move or advances in your movement phase, uh, in your following shooting phase, that unit counts as having remained stationary. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. So this is what Soaring Spite was before, um, but better. Before Soaring Spite would just be whenever you make an advance, uh, you can still shoot without penalty for your pistols, assault weapons, and uh, I think that's it. Um, yeah. But now, on top of that, if you're 12 inches away, all of a sudden, you cannot be hit on one, twos, or threes. Really good. Uh, what do you guys think about this ability? Ooh, man, that is so anti-Tau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty nuts. Uh, <laughs> John I mean, P, what do you uh, think? Yeah, we were talking about this like right before the match. But, like, um, I mean, Tal's already hitting on fours, so you know, it's not like they're losing too much, but while well, they are losing something, but you think about an army like Custodes that hits on twos, now they're hitting on fours. 
Yeah. Ugh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and, oh, that hurts. <laughs> and Dark Angels. Yeah. You know, if they remain stationary, they get plus one to hit, but that don't matter if you're 12 inches away. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Uh, we there, there's more there's some more broken stuff here, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as a surprise for you guys, but yeah, <laughs> yeah um, can't be hit on fours. Incredibly good warlord trait. Uh, player of the light. This warlord is eligible to perform a heroic intervention if it is within six inches. So you have a six inch heroic intervention, um, and then on top of that, each time the warlord fights, if it made a charge move or performed a heroic intervention, add one to the strength and attacks characteristic of this warlord. Oh, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um. For a warlord trait, I think it's totally fine. Uh, you can double up on your warlord traits as well, so you can give one uh, like a troop master uh, two warlord traits. So using this on him inside of this detachment is pretty good. So then you have a six inch uh, heroic intervention, and you could just like slap on stuff, be a little bit of a beat stick. It's a pretty good warlord trait. I like it a lot. Uh, but moving on from there, we have the relic. It's called Shadowstone. John P, take it away. Yeah, so Shadowstone is only available for a Shadow Seer model that is in the light detachment only. Um, so what you're doing here is you're adding three inches to the range of the bear's aura abilities to a max of nine. And each time the bear successfully manifests a psychic power from the Phantasmi, the fa wait, Phantasmancy discipline, that's a word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> add three inches to the range of that psychic power's effects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're just adding three inches to a bunch of things, which... Which Very are good. good. Yeah, you're gonna want <laughs> yeah. that. Um, was it was it a uh, was it a relic in the old book in yep. eighth? Yep, this okay. is the same. It's the same one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not changed. If you guys uh, if you guys used to use this before, um, you're gonna use it again. It's really good. Uh, three inch extra uh, range for your auras is incredibly strong, especially on a shadow seer that can give your core units minus one to wound, um, and then also. Uh, negate six inches of range from somebody um or from all units that shoot at whatever is within nine inches of the shadow seer because of the shadow stone incredibly powerful uh so we'll talk about that a little bit more but uh we have the stratagem here it's called capricious reflections one command point use a stratagem in your opponent's charge phase when a light unit from your army is selected as a target of a charge, if that unit is not within engagement range of any enemy units, it can make a normal move of up to six inches until the end of the phase. That unit cannot fire overwatch or set to defend. Your opponent can then select new targets for the charge. So, uh, John P, you know how strong this is because you played Admech. What uh, do you think? Tactical Bleka. Yeah. I mean, it ain't the same as Tactical Bleka because mm -hmm. the Raiders can move 12 inches, but you're also paying two CP for that one. So you're paying double the CP for double the movement. Um, yeah, this is really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, with with the Raiders, it, they've become unchargeable, essentially. But with this, um, you're making the charge a little harder. But then again, you're also charging into Harlequins. So, you know, uh, killing them isn't exactly guaranteed. Yeah. Um, even, like, let's say you have a unit of players on an objective and your opponent is trying to get onto the objective. You just move off the objective and now no one has the objective. And But, like... It's your turn next, so you can just go and kill them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, incredibly good. And what's great is that this is any unit. So any yep. unit in your army can do this for just one command point. Uh, that also means that uh, deep strike charges non-existent yep. uh, because you're just going to move freaking six inches away. You're 15 inches away. They can't make a charge anymore. So yeah, I was, was going to say like you can also just use this to fall back and move towards like a character unit mm -hmm. that's a beat stick. Let's say that something that has 
player of the light, the six inch rogue intervention, maybe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're gonna fall back to your daddy and be like, help, <laughs> help us. Yeah. This guy's trying to hurt us. Yeah, there's some crazy jank that you could do with this. Uh one CP, if you get charged, you can have a unit fall back or move six inches, do a normal move of up to six inches, and then they can go into a transport because it's a normal move. So they could just pop into a transport right afterwards. Uh, you also have a new stratagem where you can do a heroic invention from six inches away uh, with uh, any infantry unit. So if they charge you, you can move six inches and then you could spend another stratagem to heroically intervene another six inches away. So you can move like up to 12 inches across the board with the stratagem. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dang strong. Really, really good here. Uh, moving on from there, we are going to go into the Dark Sadith. This one, I love this Sadith. It's so much fun. Uh, so this one, each time a model with this characterization is destroyed by a melee attack, if that model has not fought this phase, do not remove it from play. The destroyed model can fight after the attacking model's unit has finished uh, making attacks. So fight on death, which is really good. Uh, and then on top of that, each time a model with this characterization makes a melee attack, improve the armor penetration uh, characteristic of that attack by one. Now, why this is good is because a lot of um, all of your new upgrades, like your Harlequin kisses, your Harlequin caresses, and your embraces, the normal weapons that you had before, now they are AP2 flat, all of them. Every single one is plus one strength, AP2, two damage, and now you're pushing that to uh, AP3. On top of that, you now have a new stratagem for two command points where you can ignore somebody's invuln save with a unit that has a caress. So that means that uh, you are AP3 and you are pushing things mostly to either a 5-up save or a 6-up save almost all the time. So very good. Very, very good. What do you guys think about that one? Yeah. Uh, pushing something, let's say like a Space Marine. They have a 3-up mm. save base. Pushing them from a 5 to a 6, that's literally reducing their odds by 50%. <laughs> um, really good. Same against Vanguard Vets. They have a 2-up save. You bring that from a 2 to a, from a 4 to the 5. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good odds. I mean, I didn't even know about the fight on death thing. I thought it was, it, <laughs> I thought the best part was the AP1. I didn't, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They get to fight on death. So if you yeah. put like a squad of Harlequins on the front line as like a screen and they clear your screen, well, guess what? They get to fight on death and they can ignore your invuln. So, <laughs> so those things, yeah. So those things called gene stealers, uh, you know, pure strain gene stealers that can get in your face turn one. Guess what? They're probably going to die. <laughs> so really, really good. Yikes. Yeah. Um, who wants to read the Warlord trait, Player of the Dark? I love this one. I got it. Uh, Warlord trait, Player of the Dark. Each time this Warlord makes a melee attack on an unmodified wound roll of five up, the target suffers one mortal wound in addition to any normal damage. I like that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, especially when you consider that uh, you can take a relic where you can re-roll your wound roll. So you can fish for those mm -hmm. fives. Uh, you can also spend a new stratagem. It's called Kiss of Death where um, uh, a unit that has a kiss, and you can give that to your Warlord. Whenever they make an attack on a six, you deal an additional mortal wound in, a, um, uh, in addition to any normal damage. So your sixes can be uh, two mortal wounds, and then your five ups will be one mortal wound. One. So pretty good. Pretty dang good. <laughs> Don't uh, Quint characters get a bunch of attacks also? They get uh, six attacks. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, doesn't the solitaire get like 10 or something? <laughs> if she blitzes, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and she has all the keywords to use uh, the caress strat to ignore your invuln save and also the kiss strat in order to deal uh, mortal wounds in addition on sixes. Ooh. Pretty dang good. 
Uh, moving on from, uh, yeah, John P, did you want to say anything about uh, this spoiler trait before we move oh, on? Oh, I was, I was, I was mostly curious about how many attacks characters get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, after that, we have the relic called the Ghoul Mask. Uh, this is a dark model only. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, John P, you can read this one. My bad. Oh yeah. Uh, this is the ghoul mask, dark model only. <laughs> in your <laughs> oh, in your opponent's psychic phase, uh, the bear can attempt to deny one psychic power as if it were a psyker. If the bear is already a psyker, then you can deny one additional. And then uh, the bear of this relic also gains the following ability: uh, it <laughs> it gains its hideous form, which is aura. Um, so while an enemy unit is within three inches of this model, um, they lose opsec. Oh, yeah. I like no that. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. Yeah, you can't combine this with the increased three inch. No, you cannot because they're in thing, different right? attachments. Yeah, yeah, okay. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. Um, yeah, I honestly, I don't think it's that great. Uh, it's a three inch aura, which means that whoever has it has to be like up close, and um, you're turning off obsec. But in this detachment, your goal is to kill whatever is on that objective, anyways. Right, so yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Uh, next one is the stratagem here, Silken Knife. This is one command point. Use a stratagem at the start of your charge phase. Uh, select one enemy unit until the end of the phase. Each time that enemy unit is selected as the target of a charge by a dark unit, that enemy unit cannot fire Overwatch or set to defend. So turn off Overwatch for one command point. Anywhere on the battlefield. That's insane. And then every how, unit that charges it. How Cult of Strifey. Yeah, Cult of Strifey. <laughs> Uh, don't, we don't have to discuss that too much. It's just turning off Overwatch. Let's move on to the next Sadith here. We're looking at Twilight. Twilight is like Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> Creepy paper. Oh, oh. Creepy. Um, <laughs> uh, John P, you want to read off the characterization? Yeah, yeah. So I think this is old Frozen Stars, right? So this is in yeah. The first yeah, in the first round combat, uh, you essentially get shock assault. You get plus one attacks. Um, when you charge, work our charge or make a heroic intervention. And then each time you make a pile-in or a consolidation move, uh, you can do an additional two inches. So five-inch pile-in, five-inch consolidation um, on top of, or, you know, if, if you're adding two to the base three. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if there's ways to increase that. I don't <laughs> in this think list, so. Army. So, yeah. They're just the five. Yep. Yeah. Pretty okay. Um, an extra attack is nice. But, like, a 10-man squad is going to get uh your 50 attacks off of 10 people um you can boost that up to 12 models instead now uh so you can have uh, 11 regular troops and then one lead troop um and you get 50 attacks pretty nice uh this one is going to do really really well using the kiss strat because uh your harlequin blades give you plus one attack so every single model with plus one attack every single troop player gets four attacks base plus one because of twilight and then plus one because of the blade uh, you give one of them a kiss, and that means that you make, I think it's 59 attacks at one person, and then you can spend the stratagem uh, for one CP, uh, kiss of death, and every six is a mortal wound in addition to damage. Um, so if you want a mortal wound bomb stuff, you can definitely do it, and if if you want to do it, this is the detachment that you do it in. Yeah. Is that stratagem capped? Six. It's capped okay. at six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you can definitely, uh, with that one and uh, with the Embrace Stratagem, uh, you can, you can like, reliably deal about 12 mortal wounds every single time. 
that you charge with a 12 man unit of troops whether or not you want to do that that's mm. up to you <laughs> mm. Mm. yeah mm. pretty good Mm-mm. uh warlord trait hit it demeki uh, Warlord trait, player of the twilight. While the warlord is on the battlefield each time you or your opponent spends any command points to use the stratagem, you can roll 1d6. Each command point, uh, for each command point spent on a six, you gain one command point. While the warlord is on the battlefield each time you roll four or more dice for luck of the laughing god, you gain one command point. Hey, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny, right? Like yeah, it's, it's just it's funny. <laughs> you can either gain one command point from fishing for it, like a uh, Korov's Aquila almost, or mm-hmm. you can just be like, "Hey, check this out. Four dice, four dice baby." <laughs> Do I get my luck of the laughing god rolls? No, dang no. it! But I get one command point. So <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can get two command points if you want to off of it. It's it's decent. It's the only way that you can get CP. Uh, CP refunds on, in this armies with this spoiler trait, and it's tied to this detachment. Uh, moving on, we have the relic. It's called Twilight Fang. If you played Harlequins before, then uh, this is a resurgence of the same weapon. Uh, a Twilight Troop Master model with an Aldari Power Sword uh, is the only one that can equip uh, that can equip this relic. It's strength plus two, AP three, two damage, and each time the bearer fights until that fight is resolved, add the current battle round number to the attacks characteristics of the bearer. So if it's round three, then you get three extra attacks. Um, They come with six attacks base. Inside of this detachment, you get plus one on your charge, so that's seven. And then if it's round three, then you get like ten attacks with one model. Pretty nuts. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun one. Uh, and then we have the stratagem, Malicious Frenzy, one command point. This one's really good. Uh, use this stratagem when a Twilight unit from your army is selected to fight. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack, an unmodified hit roll of six automatically wounds the target. Pretty good when you consider that uh, your troop players, there is absolutely no way to get them past strength five or past strength four. They're all going to yeah. be strength four. There is no way to get past that. So... Have, being able to spend one command point with the amount of attacks that you have and auto wounding on sixes helps out a lot against big targets. Cool. So I can I, I'm, I kind of see a theme already here. Is Harlequins just as CP hungry as they were in eighth? No. No. Yeah, depending on the detachment. Dark detachment, uh, you spend a lot more CP. Uh, the light detachment, you spend I think the least amount of CP, and then Twilight, you would spend probably like the second most amount of CP. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so those are the sadists. What do you guys think? Yeah. I was gonna say it seems to me like I guess Twilight would be the one like, you know, you're trying to have some fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. light. I guess depending on the meta, light seems like something that could you'll probably see at tournaments. <laughs> um, light, light and dark are the ones you probably see at tournaments. <laughs> is my guess. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I like about these detachments is that each one is really good. They're all good. Um, they you and you can you have so many builds that you can do with them, and like there's so many different ways they can run this army that I think that both of them are all three of them are really really good, which is very interesting because most of the time when you see sub factions, uh, there's like three or four duds most of the time, and then you just take one and then that's it. But this one, I could see you taking dark. I could see you taking light. I could see you taking twilight and making it work, and it's great. I love it. Cool. All right. Moving on from there, we have our pivotal rolls. Uh, if you guys played in the last edition with Harlequins, then you know what these are. Instead of spending CP for this now, you're spending points instead. 
And uh, every time that you spend points, you're upgrading these uh, units and you're making them a bit better. So we'll start off with the Troop Master here uh, with the Prince of Light Aura. While a friendly Sadith core unit is within six inches of this model, each time a charge roll is made for that unit, add one to the result. Garbage. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> plus one to charge when you're when you already advanced in charge. Like, bro, come on. <laughs> What's the point? Next. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, the Queen of Shards. Each time this model makes a melee attack on an unmodified wound roll of five, invulnerable saving throws cannot be made against that attack. Oh, so, I'm about to throw up for that one. <laughs> so that one is incredibly good in a dark detachment because you can give him sec you can give a troop masters uh this upgrade, which on a five up you're ignoring invulnerable saves and you're hitting on twos. Uh you give them the uh a Harlequin's kiss and you give them the relic. What's it called? Um, you give him the relic, uh, um, Segaro's Rose, and that one lets you reroll your wound roll. On top of that, you give him the Warlord trait that's in the Dark Detachment called Player of Dark, and yeah. on that one, that's a, on a five up. Uh, you they also deal, uh, they also deal a mortal wounded addition, right? So with that, and then you spend one CP for the Kiss of Death strat. This guy is doing like five mortal wounds to you in addition to damage. And ignoring your invulnerable save on five ups, absolutely Queen of the dark shards. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy the stuff that you can do with this. Um, I, I love. I just I love how the internet was ablaze over the the rail rifle, and then like this this went very quietly through through the internet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like nobody nobody <laughs> talked about Queen of Shards. Like this yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, disgusting. I, yeah. Uh, I think it's because like the real gun, you see it, you see twelve damage. You're like, oh my god! But then like this, you have to, like you, you saw, you heard how many things Matt had to like, say. like off. you know, yeah. you, you need yeah. this upgrade with this stratagem, with this warlord trait, with this relic. It's uh, I guess it's not something that's really easy to find at a mm -hmm. glance, because mm -hmm. um, you you're gonna have to string off a bunch of combos, but. It's, Something people will find. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Matt was able to find it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's no, 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 no. This is all it's all copy paste information from uh <laughs> from from uh the book of Harlequins I have right here in my hands. It's just no, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, incredibly good. It's such a good uh, upgrade. Take it. But if you're running dark, if you're not running dark, I don't think you take it. Um, maybe if you're running Twilight, you take it. Anyways, uh, moving on from there, uh, we have Veiled King. This one is like a little baby Queen of Shards. Uh, each time this model makes a melee attack, unless the target is a vehicle or monster, uh, an unmodified wound roll of two up is always successful. So this one I really like in a light detachment just because uh, you're wounding infantry on twos um, all the time and you can reroll your wound roll with Segaro's Rose. Uh, the, the reason why you don't take Queen of Shards in something like a light detachment is because that... Um, that weapon is AP2, but in dark it becomes AP3 because you get an extra AP to your weapon. So you can push things to your invul to their invulns. But taking Queen of Shards inside of a light detachment doesn't make sense because you're only at AP2. So you're pushing most things to their already 4-up invuln. So it doesn't make sense. Instead, you just take a Veiled King instead, roll that up. You get 7 attacks. If you give him a uh, Player of the Light, boom, get a 2-up uh, to wound. And you get to reroll your wound roll. Still pretty good. And uh, yeah, what do you guys think about that it one? Dies. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, it'll you know it'll work against uh, battle suits. Yep. They're not vehicles or monsters. Yep. So yeah, it's it's pretty disgusting. Hell yeah, dude. All right, moving on from there, the Death Jester. Who wants to tackle this one? Sure, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it. Okay. Harvester right. of Torment. Uh, each time this model makes a ranged attack, an unmodified hit roll of six scores three additional hits. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Christ. so this one is incredibly good. I know that we skipped this, the Warlord traits and relics, but this one's incredibly good with a Warlord trait called Favored of, uh, by Segaro. And that one you can immediately you can make a roll that you have into a six. So if you give it to this guy, um, he is a sniper unit. His weapon profile is strength six, AP two, uh, two damage flat. So you can change that into a six, and then you're at the very least getting uh, six attacks every single time with this guy. And he's still a sniper too, right? Like yep. he can snipe characters. Yep. Yep. Ugh. It's it's nasty. Uh, you need bodyguard rules when you're going up against Quinn's because they if you have like a a weak character just standing out in the open like a primus or a magus this mm. har- this guy's just gonna roll up and just nuke that guy blast him mm-hmm. 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 so uh yeah. yeah lord of crystal bones each time this model shoots if any hits are scored unless the target is vehicle monster until the start of your next turn subtract two uh, from the move characteristic of the models in that unit, the target cannot fire Overwatch or set to defend. Heck yeah! So another way to deny Overwatch outside of being in the dark detachment. Uh, pretty good. This is gonna be the one that you're gonna take. Uh, you're gonna take two Death Jesters. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you guys. You want two Death Jesters. You want the one with Harvester of Torment, and you want Lord of Crystal Skulls to turn off Overwatch. Uh, if you're going into Tau, you're turning off Flamers. Um, mm-hmm. and Harlequins hate Flamers, so. Mm-hmm. Boom, there you go. Easy peasy. Boom. This is the old skill that uh the Death Jester used to have, right? Yep. Or like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I think it's I think it's funny that you can go to a minimum of zero inches for your movement yeah. <laughs> instead of one. Yeah. Uh, yeah All right, you can't move. move. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm gonna move my zero inches. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm done. <laughs> All right, Demeki, oh, Rift Ghoul. Yep, Rift Ghoul. Each time this model makes an attack, the target does not receive the benefits of cover against that attack. On an unmodified wound roll of four up, that attack inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage. Heck yeah. Really, really good. These Death Jesters, every time that I play Harlequins, um, they're always like one of the most, they're always like tied for MVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the best thing about the Harvester of Torment and with Death Jesters in general is that whenever they kill a model, it counts as two dead models in purposes of morale. So even though they only get three shots, you could just be like, boom, 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 I kill three models, and then, you know, you have, you're have all of a sudden failing your morale test, um, mm-hmm. which is which helps out a lot. Harvester of Torment is incredibly good. Um, I have had roles, I've had games where, um, I think, like, in my most recent one, I did, I did like, 15 shots against uh, um, some Hive Guard. Um, I shot the guy, and then uh, I used the stratagem called Bladestorm. Uh, it's an Aldari one. But it works with Harlequins. It works with any shuriken weapon. And in that one, uh, you can get four explosions instead of just three. So I rolled basically two sixes in a row. And then I used my Warlord trait to turn the last one into a six. So then that gave me 15 shots. Shooting at Hive Guard at strength six, AP two, 
two damage for every wound roll of a six because it's a shuriken weapon. It increases the AP by two as well. So it's AP four. So good. This is so good for killing marker drones and like shield drones. It's like insane. Yeah. Cool. Um, moving on from there, we've got the solitaire. Um, John P, you want to go with this one? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, solitaire has three, just like the other ones. First things first, we've got Prince of Sins. So each time an attack is made against this model, um, you subtract one for that attack's hit roll, and the hit roll can't be re-rolled. Woo! Oh. Spicy. Uh, yeah, spicy. I think it's okay, because like your character probably isn't going to be targeted like that. <laughs> so what if, I, what, what if I told you that a solitaire moves 12 inches and then can do a blitz move where he does 2d6 more inches to his movement and then can charge? Okay, so you're just running this thing in like a yeah. missile. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But what if I also <laughs> what if I also told you that the solitaire has an innate three up invul? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty oh, good. Oh. Yeah, when you when you include that information, that's really good. <laughs> pretty good. So there's no gimmicks. It's not like you have a three up invul until you fail. No. It's just a straight up three up invulnerable safe. So if you're minus one to hit, and then you can't re-roll that hit roll as well, um, and you have Luck of the Laughing God as well to protect you on a three-up invuln, that's pretty disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I want to point out that uh, the Death Jester that we just talked about, he's only 55 points, and you upgrade him for 20 points, so he's a 75-point model that can just nuke a character. just want to put that out there. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, moving on. John P, do you want to read the next one? Yeah, Prince of Sins was uh, an additional 20 points. Next one, we have Spectre of Despair. Spectre of Despair, which is an additional 15 points. Uh, during deployment, uh, you have to set this model up haunting the foe instead of on the battlefield, so it's going to be in reinforcements. Uh, in the reinforcements step of one of your movement phases, you can set this model up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than 9 inches away. So, built-in deep strike. Um, and then each time a charge roll is made for this model, you roll one additional dice and discard the lowest. Or discard one of them. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, take Prince of Sins. It's better. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, Thirsting of Darkness. Yeah, thrust Thirsting Darkness. Additional 20 points. Each time this model advances, don't make an advance roll. You auto move six. Uh, when you consolidate, you do an additional three. Yeah. That's a lot of movement. Woo! Is. Dude, if you're in Twilight, if you're in Twilight, you get the three inches, uh, you get your three inch uh pile and consolidate, you get three yeah. extra inches with Thirsting of Darkness, and then you get two extra inches for oh no, you don't because he's not status, but uh, six inch, oh, pretty yeah, good, six inch pile in. yeah, yeah, um, good. I like Prince of Sins the most, uh, just being yeah. able to just have this guy be a distraction card effects and just move across the board and just like attack stuff when he gets like 10 attacks. Um, at strength six, AP three, two damage flat, ignoring invulns and stuff. If you spend the stratagem, this guy hits like a truck, and he's very hard to remove. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like a truck and built like a truck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's here to. He's here yeah. to. To I'm I'm. He's here to. Uh, never mind. Anyway, Shadow Seer. <laughs> I was gonna say bad words, and I I can't say that. So, uh, Shadow Seer. No. Uh, I'll hit Shadow Seer, I guess. So, Shadow Seers, uh, you have Agent of Pandemonium. This is an aura. Uh, while an enemy unit is within six inches of this model, subtract one from the tax characteristic of models in that unit. It's all right. Nah. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, you're, if you're in light, I can see it. If not, eh. All right, uh, moving on from there. Gloom Spider in your command phase. Select one enemy unit within 12 inches of this model. Until the start of your next command phase, enemy units cannot benefit from that enemy unit's aura abilities. So uh, if you give him Shadowstone and Light, then you can increase this to 15 inches, and you can just turn off a unit's aura abilities. Again, I think it's just okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty no. useful if you're up against Death Guard and a Morty. Yeah. 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 I was but, gonna say, uh, I can't think of many like super huge aura people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Morty, maybe a uh, um, the Admech character. Tau, tau yeah, bodyguards. Tau, tau bodyguards. <laughs> oh yeah, you could turn off bodyguard rules. Yeah. Oh, that's oh freaking hilarious! I didn't even realize that. Oh, that's funny. But you have to be within 15 inches of that unit, so right. That's that's kind of hard to do. Um, because the Shadow Seer is somebody that you want to use. Uh, for this next ability, it's called Mirror Architect. It's an aura. While a friendly Sadith unit is within six inches of this model, each time an enemy unit is selected to shoot when measuring the range to any model in that Sadith unit, that model in that Sadith unit is considered to be an additional six inches away from the shooting model. So that means that you are basically six. You have to be you're, you're negating six inches from your range most of the time. Um, against anything that's within her aura. Uh, this is incredibly good. It's so strong. This means that uh, you're not in range of Farsight Enclaves uh, until you're within 6 inches. That means that Flamers that are 12 inches have to shoot you from 6 inches uh, from six inches away. So if something deep strikes and wants to flame you and it's a 12-inch Flamer, they literally cannot do that because they don't have the range for it. Um, also, that means that for your Light Detachment... When you have to be within twelve, yeah, uh, where you can't wound them or you can't hit them on ones or threes, or one two threes, uh, with when you're twelve inches away, this means that you have to be six inches at the very least in order to get it. Uh, pretty freaking strong. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think one thing that we witnessed on the recent dissect. Dice check stream was no grenades. <laughs> yeah, no grenades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you literally can't throw a grenade um, unless like you have an ability to do so in engagement range. So um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really strong. Um, there's so much stuff that you can do with this. It's so jank. It, then that's where Harlequins live. It's just in that jankness and being mm-hmm. able to negate somebody from six inches away is crazy. That also means that marker lights. Uh, are uh, instead of their 36 inch range, it's 32 inches. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty freaking good. <laughs> yep, all right, cool. Uh, let's uh, backpedal a little bit and let's go to our warlord traits because we didn't do that uh, from the last time. So let's hit that real quick. Um, there's only three warlord traits. Uh, we already talked about the other ones that you get for being in a detachment. So I'll just uh, hit all these Harlequin warlord traits. We have favor of Segaro. We talked about that already with the death jester. Um, once per turn, when you make a hit roll, wound roll, or saving throw for this warlord, after making the roll, you can treat the result as an unmodified roll of a six instead. So that means that even if your Death Jester is out on the field and it gets shot at, if it's not inside of uh, one of your open top transports, then that means that uh, on your saving throw, you could just roll a six. You could just have one of the rolls be a six. You add that with Luck of the Laughing God as well. Bro, This he's like, it's so hard to kill him. 
Uh, next up, you have Fractal Storm. Each time an attack is made against this Warlord, your opponent cannot reroll the hit roll, the wound roll, or the damage roll for that attack. That's both for melee and also uh, ranged attacks. Next up, we have a foot in the future. Each time this Warlord advances, do not make an advance roll. Instead, until the end of the phase, add D3 plus 3 to the move characteristics of this Warlord. And each time you make a charge roll with this Warlord, you can add 6 to the result. That is insane. Uh, what do you guys think about these Warlord traits? Dude, I like them good. all. They're all yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, they're all really good. <laughs> uh, which one do you guys Ugh. like the most? I think I like Foot in the Future. That one's really good. I love that one. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Like, Jesus, add six to the results. Just You're just guaranteeing your character is going to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and your characters are beat sticks. They will kill. <laughs> mm hmm mm hmm Um... If you are coming out of like Deep Strike or something like that, um, or strategic reserves and you're nine inches away, you only have to roll a three to yeah. on your charge roll to make it in. Mm -hmm. That's so much value that you can have. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Fractal Storm's pretty good. Favor of Segaro is a must take for the Death Jester as well. Oh, all really, really good uh Warlord traits. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from there, we got relics here. Um, we're just gonna skip through a lot of these because not all of these are very good. Uh this is like probably the weakest part of the codex, in my opinion, are these uh, are these relics. Uh, so we have Storied Sword. This one's pretty cool. You guys might like this one. Uh, Harlequin models with an Aldari Power Sword only. It replaces it. It's Strength plus 2, so that means that your Troop Masters are going to be Strength 5. AP 3 to damage flat. Each time an attack is made with this weapon, that, attacks, uh, that attack automatically hits the target. It's a flamer sword. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> it's it's pretty cool, right? You like that? <laughs> I just I think I died a little on the inside. <laughs> it's a flamer sword, dude. It's what um <laughs> what kind of model can take this? A uh, troop master. Okay, how many attacks does a troop master get? <laughs> uh troop master gets six attacks. Okay, so six auto hits. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, you can man. combine this with like what, like auto wound on twos <laughs> <laughs> so i'm guessing <laughs> yeah yeah you can just have it yeah that's what i would do um uh you just have it be uh hit automatically hits and then you auto wound on twos no rerolls though but pretty good it's it's a yeah. meme i like it it's funny yeah <laughs> it's a funny build <laughs> yeah um after that we have uh pseudopendent knives this one, at the end of the fight phase, make three additional attacks, and uh, the target for each one that hits, the target suffers one mortal wound, um, and the attack sequence ends. So if you just want to deal three mortal wounds to something, I don't know if you'd want to spend one command point for that all the time. Um, or uh, spend one command point to take that relic, uh, because you're going to take other relics, so I don't think it's that needed. Segaro's Rose is the one that I keep talking about. Uh, Harlequin's model with a Harlequin's Kiss only uh relic replaces it and it's strength plus two ap minus two damage three each time attack is made with this weapon you can reroll the wound roll and the barrier has the harlequin's kiss keyword so that's the one where you reroll your you can reroll your wound roll and do that nasty stuff with the troop master very cool kiss kiss from a rose yeah it, re it really is a kiss from the rose <laughs> on the grave oh, um starmus yeah. raiment uh which one of you guys want to read that one uh, I'll I'll knock it out. Harlequin's model only. Each time an attack is made against the bearer, that attacks hit roll and wound roll cannot be re-rolled. Once per battle in your command phase, you can declare that the bearer will mimic. Uh, was that Atlas? Yeah, something like that. Uh, if you do so, 
Until the start of your next command phase, the bearer has a three-up invul save. Pretty good. Yes. Yes. Wow. Three up in I like I like the sword the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's pretty good. Uh the only thing is just that you have to activate it at the start of your command phase for the three up invulnerable save. But like if you start looking at this, you also have a stratagem where you can spend two CP to give an infantry unit a three up invuln as well. So you can have like three units on the field with three up invuln. With mm-hmm. luck of the laughing god, like that's really hard to shift. Incredibly good. Uh the laughing god's eye, that is an aura, and it's a five up feel no pain. Six inch aura for five up feel no pain against uh mortal wounds. Boom. Uh, cool. Only against mortals. Yeah. yeah, only against mortals. Uh if it was regular, then Woo! <laughs> Woo! All right. Uh we're gonna blow through the this phantasmancy uh discipline here. Um Twilight Pathways. The one that it used to be, it used to be that you can use this advance, uh, do another more of uh, that. You used to be able to do another move and then charge. You can't do that anymore. It's just giving you a normal move, advance, or fall back as if it were your movement phase. So you can still shoot, um, but it only affects core and character units. So it's okay. Uh, Fog of Dreams is the really big one here. That's really good. This one is a warp charge of six. If manifested, select one friendly Sadith core or Sadith character unit within 12 inches of the Psyker. Uh, until the start of your next Psychic phase, that unit can only be selected as a target of a ranged attack if it is the closest eligible target for that attack or is within 12 inches of the shooting model. Again, with the Shadow Seer, that means that going from a 12 inch, it's actually a six inch. You have to be within six inches of this unit in order to uh, do it if you're within range of the Shadow Seer in order to shoot at the target. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> pretty nasty. Uh, yeah. Really good. Um, the other one that's pretty nice is Mirror of Minds. This one, it's kind of like Fog of Dreams, except that you apply it to. Oh, no, not Mirror of Minds. Um, uh, Veil of Tears. This one, it's kind of like uh, Fog of Dreams, but you just select an enemy unit within 18 inches. You have Shadow Stone, so then that makes it 21 inches. And uh, they cannot target Sadith units from your army that are more than 18 in- inches away with ranged attacks. Again, use Shadow Stone. And instead of 18, they have to actually be within 12 inches in order to get it, in order to be able to shoot at something in your army. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. And then Mirror of Minds, it's like a three. Uh, you deal D three mortal wounds, and then you roll off. And uh, every time that you win the roll off after the D three mortal wounds, uh, you deal an additional mortal wound on top until That's your opponent wins one. roll off. Yeah. yeah, it's actually really good. I like it. All right, uh, chapter approved rules. We have uh, some uh, secondaries here. Uh, let's start off with John P. Do you want to go with uh, the No Mercy No Respite one? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, it's called a deadly performance. Uh, it's one of the ones where you score victory points based on certain bullet points. Uh, so first bullet point is going to be uh, so you can score up to three uh, if two or the more fo- two or more of the following conditions apply. Uh, if a Harlequin's unit from your army controls an objective marker that you did not control at the start of your turn. Um, if a Harlequin's unit from your army is wholly within your opponent's deployment zone. Uh, if two or more enemy units were destroyed by an attack made with a ranged weapon by a Harlequin's model. Or if three or more were killed by a Harkwin's model in melee. Um, so it, it seems to me like you're getting points for doing the things that Quins do best. Yeah, you're getting points for playing the game. It's pretty yep. good. Um, this is in No Mercy, No Respite as well. So that means that uh, the only things that you're losing out on are, uh, if you take this, you're losing out on either to the last or grind them down um, or yeah. no prisoners. And that's pretty much it. Um, okay, cool. Uh, we'll talk about all of them after we read them. Uh Demeki, 
Do you want to do uh, Battlefield yeah. Supremacy? Yeah, take just... your places. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one's funny. Go ahead. <laughs> if you select the secondary objective after both sides have finished deploying, you must set up one additional objective marker in your opponent's deployment zone. Then your opponent must set up one additional objective marker in your deployment zone. Uh, a marker within six inches of the center of the battlefield. Uh, those objective markers cannot be, <laughs> dude. This is a yeah, it's wordy. Word salad. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll break. I'll break it down. So basically, yeah, break it down for me. Yeah. So basically, it's uh, you put a a new objective marker within your opponent's deployment zone. Uh, your opponent then puts an objective marker inside of your deployment zone, and uh, they put another objective marker within six inches of the center of the battlefield. Uh, if you control those, if you control two of them, you get two points, and if you control all three, then you get four points, and that's pretty much it. Boom. That's more, that's nuts. more objectives. <laughs> yeah, more objectives to hold. Um, it's okay. Uh, Warpcraft is we veil. This one is a psychic action. Warp charge four. Uh, you do it with a shadow seer model from your army. Um, uh, you take a, a unit that's within twelve inches of this psyker, and uh, you can cast it. If it if it casts, then you get three points, and uh, the psychic action is increased by one every single time that you complete the action. So uh, the thing is about these secondaries is that they all score you 15 points and they're all pretty good. Uh, take your places is the only one where it's a little bit weird, but deadly performance in Weavale, definitely takers that you can take um, that are pretty good into your army. I like them both. Do you, um, cause in, in the eighth edition book, didn't you have a way to get plus one to your work Psych or to your psychic? No, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. They have no way to do that. We have a little bit more to read off here. John P. had to go and uh, do uh, take care of some personal stuff, so uh, he will no longer be here. We have killed him and have absorbed his substances. Yes. Moving on, we have some stratagems here. Um, I'm just going to read off the ones that are really good, okay? Okay. That sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. So, Sigro's Jess, this is one command point or two command points. Uh, use a stratagem in your opponent's movement phase when an enemy unit... Uh, when an enemy unit within engagement range of a Harlequin's infantry unit from your army falls back, after that enemy unit has finished that move, select one Harlequin's infantry unit from your army that was within engagement range of that enemy unit at the start of the phase. The selected unit can either consolidate up to six inches or shoot as if it were your shooting phase. If it decides to shoot, it's one command point. If it decides to consolidate, it's two command points. So it's just uh, if you are trying to fall back from a Harlequin's unit, like a Harlequin's troop unit, an infantry unit, uh, they could just consolidate up to six inches towards you. Um, pretty good. Keep you stuck in combat for things that they are attacking. Yeah, what do yeah. You it's very similar to it's very similar to the Jukari one where you can uh, fall back, shoot, and or charge. First choices of the Webway is another is the next one that's really really good. This one uh, use this stratagem in your movement phase. Select one Harlequin's unit from your army that is not within engagement range of any enemy models. Remove that unit from the battlefield. That unit is placed into strategic reserves. What? <laughs> Literally anywhere on the battlefield. Yeah, anywhere on the battlefield. Ugh. It doesn't have to be within table quarters or edges or anything like that. One command point. Put any unit in your army into strategic reserves. You know what that means, Demeki? Do you know what that means? That means that if you have a two-to-last unit, Demeki... <laughs> Oh, yeah, we talked you, about this. You could just put them into strategic reserves <laughs> over the course of the game. Like, Ugh. if they just start, 
you know, if they if you're afraid that they're just going to start dying, you just put into strategic reserves for the rest of the game, and yep. you're good to they go. They just got to be on the table by turn five, which you totally can because you can go into engagement range and uh, on strategic reserves on your own table quarters. Pretty good, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, yeah, cool. Um. Next one here, Prismatic Blur, two command points. Use a stratagem in your movement phase when a Harlequin's infantry unit from your army advances more than eight inches. Um, so to clarify, you don't make an advance roll that's eight inches uh, as long as you roll a one or a two because your advance roll adds on to your uh, movement characteristics. Um, as long as you roll an advance roll of a two or higher, then you can use Prismatic Blur on the infantry unit. Um, and when that happens, you get a three up and vulnerable save for that for that infantry unit yeah three open vulnerable save two command points would you spend that yeah <laughs> for an infantry unit yeah. would you spend it yeah, i mean uh, i know yeah. what your infantry units can do so like yeah i would, I would spend it yeah, yeah yeah and then like what makes it even better as well is that um it's a um <laughs> they get a three up and vulnerable save but you can put this on a on like a 10-man squad that just advanced so you have a 10-man squad of troops with a 3-up and vulnerable save. Um, pretty nasty. Pretty good. Okay, uh, War Dancers, 3 command points. Use a stratagem at the end of the fight phase. Select one Harlequin's troop unit from your army with an engagement range of any enemy units. That unit can fight again. So let's just fight again um, for 3 command points. They kept it. Pretty cool. Uh, you have a fight-on-death stratagem for your characters. Um, that's pretty much it. And then... Uh, your other stratagems that you have that are really, really good that you always want to use um, as much as you... Well, not as much as you can, but a lot of times you're going to be using them. Uh, Curtain Falls, one command point. Uh, Harlequin's infantry unit from your army has finished making its attacks, but before it makes a consolidation move, instead of consolidating like normal, if every model in that unit is within six inches of a friendly transport, uh, that unit can embark within the transport. So... Uh, before it, this used to be where you would spend two command points after hitting somebody and then you could fall, you can make a normal move and like fall back after hitting someone. So they can't hit you back this yeah. one. It's reduced by one command point and it's essentially the same thing, but just with a small caveat of you have to go into the transport afterwards. This right. is really good for protecting your characters. Oof. Yeah. Dude. Now, now it's even more important. It, it's turned into like what everybody has to do with Drakari. Mm -hmm. shoot the boats. Shoot the yeah, boats. Shoot the boats. And then uh, what's great is that the 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 uh, troop master that's in the dark detachment, right? The one that's dealing like mortal wounds and ignoring invulns and stuff. You can just have this guy disembark from a transport three inches, have them move eight inches, and then uh, hit something with that's near a transport, and then have him just go back into a boat and protect him. Right. That's it, like that is insane. How much? Uh, and then on on top of that, your boats are minus one to hit innately yeah. right yes and then don't y'all have a stratagem for minus one to hit as well as like 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 light lightning fast yeah we have lightning fast um that's off of the aldari book uh the aldari stratagem section but we have access to it we can use it oh okay okay yeah pretty good <laughs> pretty freaking good okay cool um and then we have our other um uh one cp dramatic entrance uh harlequin infantry's unit they can um uh, heroically intervene up to six inches and then from there we have kiss of death one command point uh this is the one where every time that you hit something with a harlequin's kiss like as long as uh, a troop unit has a is equipped with a harlequin's kiss then they gain the keyword 
Um, and that's all that these are. It's no longer like different um, damage profiles or anything like that or strength profiles. It's just uh, they give you access to these keywords, to these stratagems. The stratagem for a Harlequin's Kiss, if you have that keyword, uh, one command point for every uh, melee attack that you make on an unmodified wound roll of six, you inflict one mortal wound up to a max of six. That one's pretty good. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that one's pretty good. Um, Deadly Embrace, this one, use the stratagem. When you complete a charge move or perform a heroic intervention, uh, you roll a dice for every single model inside of your unit, and on a four-up, uh, the enemy unit that you're in engagement range with uh, takes a mortal wound. So it's kind of like breaking through, but worse. <laughs> uh, and then uh, what's great is that you can use that along with Kiss of Death, and that's how you can nuke somebody. If you have a 12-man troop squad, you can nuke somebody like 12 mortal wounds with your attacks inside of Twilight. So pretty disgusting. Um, and then you have Oblivion's Caress. This one is two command points. Use a stratagem in the fight phase when a Harlequin's Caress unit is selected to fight until that fight is resolved. Each time a model... Or actually, do you want to read this, Demeki? You can read it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, which one was it? Oblivion's Caress. Oblivion's Caress. I jumped ahead of you. I was starting to read data sheets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, uh, it's uh, page 61. Yep, I'm getting there. There yep. we go. Uh, Oblivion's Caress. Use the stratagem in the fight phase when a Harlequin's Caress unit is selected to fight until the uh, until that fight is resolved. Each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack and vulnerable saving throws cannot be made against the attack. <laughs> A unit cannot be selected for this stratagem and the kiss of death stratagem in the same phase. So at least at least they put that in there. But like woof. Yeah, you put the you put that on a dark detachment unit that's AP three. All of them are like strength two or uh strength four, AP three, two damage flat, and all of a sudden you're like ignoring invulns and just like dude, you can just nuke stuff. It is insane um how much you can nuke. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, is, oh, this is so much better than, like, Borkin. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's so much better than Borkin. I hate it. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So uh, those are all of the stuff that we wanted to go over. But now let's go into the units that are good. Let's talk about the good units here. All right. We're going to start off with the Shadow. We've already talked about the Shadows here. We've talked about how good the Troop Master is. Um, the troop players we've talked about, right? Um, they have a four up. Uh, oh, I guess we could talk about the troop players. So the troop players from before, um, you now have a lead player that has two wounds. Uh, so you have a lead player that can just tank two damage, uh, which is pretty nice. That's going to be like the first person that goes. Um, but uh, besides that, they get nothing else. They don't get like a better leadership. They don't get more attacks. They don't get a better hit roll or anything like that. Or better save nothing. It is literally just two wounds. Um, uh, on top of that, you can't take five fusion pistols anymore inside of a troop squad. You can only take up to two inside of uh, a unit that is ten models or less. Um, if it's eleven or more models, you could take up to four. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty good. Um, all of your weapons are now strength four, AP two, two damage. What do you think about the troops, Demeki? Uh, I'm happy with the, I know you're probably not, but I'm happy about the blast pistol or a fusion pistol change. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, <laughs> that used to feel so bad when someone would park like their, 
there what, what was your transport called the star, the weaver, star weaver or whatever yeah yeah right in front of your character and just delete it yeah but you know what now <laughs> instead of uh being within three inches to get 2d6 pick the highest result it's now just yeah. d6 plus two six inches away that's uh, that's still really good too. yeah it's still pretty good um neuro neuro disruptor is also really interesting you could take two of these so a squad of five can have two fusion pistols and two neuro disruptors so then if you math it all out it's actually like the same amount of damage that you used to do um like right. as a single target but uh this one each time an attack is made with this weapon if a hit is scored unless the target is a vehicle unit the target suffers one mortal wound and the attack sequence ends so you just deal two mortal wounds if you hit yeah that's that's pretty good yeah is it worth five points maybe yeah you tell me i don't i, I don't ah, i don't know i'm like I, I don't i don't know either yeah. like i it, part of me says yes because mm -hmm. it's mortal wounds and that helps with especially with certain armies but i don't know i mean like i i feel like it's it's a good one to take against custodes yeah but like you have so many other ways to uh deal mortals to deal mortals yeah. already that doesn't really matter too much yeah um yeah so these guys all get Luck of the Laughing God. Um, <laughs> they're all a four up in Vuln. They can all fall back, shoot, and charge. Uh, and they all have a minus one to hit in close combat. And you can give them a three up in Vuln if they advance. And why wouldn't you? Because you get advance and charge. So it's right. really good. Um, yeah. So so one thing I've noticed with the troops, because you remember our, mm -hmm. it used to be everybody gets a kiss or an embrace or yeah. a caress, right? Yeah. So now you only have access to... How many? Uh, only one kiss. Yes. Yeah, so per troop. No. So the entire unit can take kisses. Um, okay. And then uh, everybody else can take like a caress or an embrace. So then you could just get those keywords, right? right. Um, if you're in a light detachment, you don't want to take the caress at all. That's the one that ignores invulns because there's no point, right? You you're only at AP two, so you're not going to push anything past their invuln save. So there's no point in taking that. Instead, you take uh, the embrace so you can have that keyword and the kisses so you can have that keyword. So then you can do at least charge. You're going to deal like maybe two mortal wounds on the charge. And then uh, with all of your attacks, uh, with your kiss as well, then you can, you know, fish. You can get like maybe another two mortal wounds as well on top of that. Mm -hmm. um, that's what you would take in a light detachment. In a dark detachment, you just take like all kisses and caresses and embraces because... They're just good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting, right? The way that you build them. Because it's not like you're getting different weapons. You're just getting different keywords. And then you could just kind of like customize your units being like, do I want to caress here? Do I want an embrace here? What's going to help me out here? Uh, I guess I can get blades. Like you start making these very small changes to these troops, even though you only have eight data sheets, like the depth of these units are actually pretty, uh, pretty good. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that there's that. Uh, do you want to go over the Death Jester real quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, let me get down to him. Death Jester. So eight inch move, uh, two inch ballistic skill and weapon skill. Uh, three strength, three toughness, five wounds, five attacks, nine leadership, and a six up save because the army wide four up emblem. Uh, let me see. It has a uh, shuriken cannon. And the Jester's Blade, the Shuriken Cannon is a 30-inch weapon, Assault 3, 6 strength, minus 2 AP, uh, 2 damage. Each time you select a target for this weapon, you can ignore Lookout Serve Rule. 
Jester's Blade is uh, its melee weapon is plus one strength, minus one AP, one damage. Uh, its special ability is Death is Not Enough. Each time this model is destroyed by an attack made by, or each time a model that is destroyed by an attack made by this model counts as two models in the morale phase. Matt, you already covered this earlier, kind of, yeah. you know, telling people like the craziness that you can do with this model and the amount of damage you can do leadership wise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge. Like, yeah. For only I, I can see why you would bring two, maybe even just go ahead and bring, bring three, three of these. Yeah. Like, yeah. For 55 points, he's a steal. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harvester of Torment, Strength 6, AP 2, 2 damage. Shuriken, Wound Roll of 6 is AP 4. Like, this thing is wounding um, a lot of stuff that's in the meta right now on twos. Um, your characters are not safe when the Death Jester is around. Um, this guy's. He doesn't have to get out of the boat. No, he never has to get out of the boat. All right, uh, let's move over to the solitaire. Uh, do you want to go over the solitaire? I just want to see your reaction to these units. So yeah. <laughs> let's go over the All solitaire right. real quick. Solitaire, 12-inch movement. Uh, again, two up, ballistic skill and weapon skill, four strength, uh, four toughness, five wounds, eight attacks, nine leadership, uh, and then your four up imbol and a six up regular. Uh, the solitaire is equipped with solitaire weapons. Uh, your army can include one solitaire model. So, uh, solitaire's weapon is a melee weapon, two up strength, minus three AP, two damage. Uh, it has a three up imbol. Sorry, I was wrong about the, the four up imbol. Okay. Three up imbol. This model can never have a relic or warlord trait. Okay. Uh, blitz once per battle in your movement phase instead of making a normal move. This model can make a blitz move if it does. Uh, so until the end of the ne- uh, end of the turn, add two d six inch to the movement model's movement characteristic, and add two to the model's attack characteristic. This thing is uh, a blender. Yeah, this thing's nuts. Yeah, he's a blender. Uh, he costs one hundred ten points. You give him the upgrade for thirty extra points, so he's one hundred forty. And I, I think it's. 30 points. It might be 20. I can't remember. Uh, but you upgrade him again, and, um, you know, he does 10 attacks on a blitz move, and then he freaking just slaps stuff. He slaps so many things. And you can see at the bottom for his keywords, he has every single keyword. He has Harlequin's yeah, Kiss, kiss Harlequin's Caress. Um, and... He doesn't have the Embrace one, but he has oh, the okay. Caress and the Kiss. So he can just go in, ignore Invulns at AP3, uh, which is incredibly good. Uh Damage two, all that good stuff. Also, I forgot to say that we do have access to a stratagem for two CP, where uh, you can increase the damage of your weapon by uh, one. So you get you can have three flat damage as well. Um, which so you is can kill nice. some plague marines. Yeah, you can kill some plague marines. Uh, it's pretty good. I yeah, I I like her a lot. I think that she's incredibly good. What do you think about her? Yeah, I mean she is incredibly good. Uh, I can see why they balanced it the way that they did too, where you can only take one, mm-hmm. and they can't take uh, relics or warlord traits. But at least you can still upgrade it. Yeah, yeah. With points, so yeah, yeah I, I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a really cool nifty unit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, you know what's interesting is that uh, you know how she has different saves, right? She's got yeah. a three up in Vuln. She also has a four up in Vuln because of Panoply. And then right. she even has a six up save. So you know what you can do? Uh, if you feel like that you're not going to die from taking one hit with your three up invuln, you could just say, I'm not going to take my three up invuln. I'm going to take my regular save. So then it automatically goes through. 
Um, and then you can spend one command point, Torment of the Fiery Pit. Use a stratagem in the fight phase when a Harlequin's character... Never mind, you can't do this. Let's cut that out, JK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I have yeah. those moments sometimes, too. Yeah, right, right. Uh, okay, cool. So, Solitaire, incredibly good. Uh, moving on from there, this is going to be the big ones right here. These are the things that's going to really make this army tick. If you didn't think that the stuff that we talked about before was incredibly good, you're going to cream your pants now when we start stacking everything together here. Uh, Skyweavers. Let's talk about the this unit right here. Um, Skyweavers, I think that these guys are still good. Um, they're okay, in my opinion, um, but uh, your mileage may vary depending on how you feel about them. Uh, Skyweavers, they move 16 inches. They can auto-advance 6 inches. Uh, they have Rising Crescendo, so they can advance and charge. Um, so same thing as last time, uh, each time a melee attack is made against this unit, subtract one from that attack's hit roll, so they are minus one to hit in melee. On top of that, each time an attack is made against this unit, that attack's hit roll cannot be re-rolled. What do you think about that, Demeki, being a Tau player? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, the other thing is, too, is, like, Uh, it well that and like the haywire cannon, right? So with the changes to Tau, like now Riptides, Ghost Kills, all the battle suits that used to be monsters are now vehicles. Oh, so now man. the haywire cannon is even more threatening to Tau than it was before. Mm -hmm. And uh, the haywire cannon has been upgraded now, and uh, it's now twenty four inch range, uh, D three plus one attacks instead of your D sixes from before. Uh, strength three, AP three, D three damage. It is blast as well. And each time an attack is made against this weapon, against a vehicle unit, uh, an unmodified wound roll of four up is always successful. So it's a poison weapon, um, against vehicles and, uh, an unmodified wound roll of six inflicts D three mortal wounds. So it's a little bit different from before, uh, right. before it used to be only one damage. Um, now it's D three damage. Uh, you're auto wounding on fours. And then on top of that, sixes deal D three mortal wounds. Whereas before it used to be every four up was a mortal wound. Um, but it didn't automatically wound or anything like that. Um, yeah. and then, uh, every six was a D three mortal wound in addition to the damage. Uh, mm -hmm. so yeah. Um, I, they're, they're okay. What do you think about them? They get four uh, attacks I mean, each. They get four attacks each. At oh, dude, they yeah. And then what's their melee like? To plus two, minus two, two. Man, these guys are good, man. <laughs> They're expensive though. They're like yeah. Yeah, with the with Haywire Cannon and the Zephyr Glaive, uh those are upgrades. That's uh that makes each model fifty five points. Yeah, these are why couldn't Drakari <laughs> get their Reavers like this treatment? Jeez. Like the Reavers are still good, but man, these are really good. And it makes sense too, because look, three wounds, two guys on the bike. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Skyweavers are pretty good. Um, they're okay. All right, moving on. We have the Void Weaver. This is the piece that resistance right here. These guys are insane. Six wounds, toughness five, strength five, three up weapon skill, three up ballistic skill, four up save, four up invuln um, as well. Uh, not distances are measured from the hole and not from the base. So you got that. Um, also, uh, each time this unit advances, it can auto advance six inches. Um, you put this in light, it's just zooming across the board, 22 inches because it has a 16 inch move. Each time an attack is made against the unit as well, both melee and in shooting, 
uh, subtract one from that attack's hit roll, and that attack's hit roll cannot be re-rolled. So, you got a 4-up invuln. Uh, you cannot re-roll your hit roll, and they are naturally minus one to hit. Minus one to hit. And you can even put an additional minus one to hit on him uh, with uh, your Aldari strat with Lightning Fast. So, yeah. So that means that Tau can only hit this unit on fives. Disgusting. Yeah. It's pretty gross. (laughs) (laughs) But no rerolls of any kind. Your Chapter Master rerolls? Nah, we don't want them. It's all gone. It's like half of a... Oh, you brought Shadow Sun? That's cute. Yeah. Cool. Well, you can't re-roll anything against me. Uh, I, I literally <laughs> played against Tao today with this uh, with this army, and by the end of the game, I only had like eight models that were dead. It oh, was man. insane. It is crazy. Uh, you add because like the thing is, is that when you have luck of the laughing god as well with these four up invuln saves, then and you're also like you're reducing all the attacks because they can only hit on fives. And then you have Luck of the Laughing God to save those rolls as well. Like, almost nothing is going through on these units. Yeah, because the only thing, like, it... it oh, dude, this is such an oppressive army for Tau. Because, yeah. like, it, even if you are a Tau player and you go up against Quinns, like, the only way you're going to ignore the Embol is either bringing Hammerheads and their vehicles. So you're probably going to be screwed there if they bring the Haywire Cannons on the Sky, uh, sky Reavers weavers or uh you take borkin but then you only get one one gun off of a model that ignores impulsives yeah and then another thing on top of that all the ap in the world doesn't mean crap against harlequins they're just like i don't care (laughs) just eh, i don't care all all i could see is just more broadside spam just Mm -hmm. for mortals yeah yeah it's pretty good um, but that's not even the best part, Demeki. That's not even the me, best part about. I guess unit. it's the transport, or no, no? No, I'm not done with this unit yet, Demeki. There's still okay. more. But okay. wait, there's more. So each one of these guys, they come with two shuriken cannons each. Uh, this, uh, you can bring three of these guys inside of a single unit. So mm. that means that is six. That is a uh, six shuriken cannons. That is 18 shots of strength six, AP one, two damage flat, right? Um, it's also shuriken, so it's AP one, but wound rolls of a six is AP three. So with okay. a two damage flat weapon, if I were to shoot eighteen of these shots at you, uh, at like a tau unit, are you gonna put them on marker drones? Yeah. <laughs> or not marker drones, uh, shield drones? I might have to, depending upon which unit it is. Like if it's broadsides or crisis suits, anything with a shield drone. This is eighteen shots, strength six. So I'm wounding you on threes, and I'm hitting you on threes, and anything that sinks is two damage. Yeah. So I I think well see, if it if <laughs> it depends because like if it's a six and it's it's the minus three instead of the minus one yeah, yeah I would yeah, probably yeah. put that on the shield drone yeah but if it's just the minus one I would probably take it on an iridium suit on an iridium if it's suit. the broad yeah if the yeah. if it's the broadsides I would probably take it on their three up save since they have a two up save yeah but it, it's same yeah but then if yeah. you think about it right once you take the wound on that unit you have to take the rest of yeah them. you have to keep taking the rest of them yeah that what and that that's why i probably what i would do is just roll off the uh the minus three on the shield drones first until yeah. i fail yeah yeah um and then 
And here's here's the kicker. That's just one of their weapons. Next weapon right. here. It's called the Prismatic Cannon. Do you want to read this one off? Yeah. Before selecting targets, select one profile from uh, below. Focused Lance, which is uh, 36 inches, heavy 2, 12 strength, minus 4, uh, 2d3. And then Dispersed Pulse, which is 36 inches, heavy 3d3, uh, 5 strength, minus 3, 1 damage. Blast. Yeah, boy. This, is, this thing's sick. I like that. Yeah. So basically what you're doing is you're doing 18 shots with a shuriken cannon at 24-inch range, but you measure from the hole, so like you're usually fine. Uh, you have 18 shots of the shuriken cannon that's flat 2 damage, and then you have your focus lance as well uh, to still deal more damage onto whatever you're shooting onto. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, what do, you, what do you think about this unit? T5, I'll, six wounds. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's very versatile. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the prismatic cannon uh, a lot. Yeah, six uh, shots of it inside of yeah. a squad of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even like uh even if you do like a focus lance at like something that's like Death Guard or whatnot, um, the minus one really doesn't apply, right? Because it's two D three, so you would still take two. Or would you only take one? So, so I'm trying to figure out in my yes. head. So if it's two D three, then you roll both those dice and whatever the result is, you subtract one. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Right. You don't subtract one from each dice. Okay, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So pretty good. Um, on top of that, like you can use Blade Storm to make the Shuriken Cannons have exploding sixes um, mm -hmm. to your hit roll, which is pretty good. So you'll get like an additional like two or three. Th these these guys are so good at destroying shield drones. Like they mm -hmm. will just nuke shield drones. If you have two squads of these and you shoot all of them at a shield drones or at like a unit with shield drones, like they're going to die. Like there is no way that they're going to survive that. It's insane. Dude, er everybody was talking about how like. Eldar is going to break the meta. Like, is I don't even think it's Eldar. It's going to be Quins. Quins are going to break the meta. Yeah, it's crazy the amount of stuff that they can get. And then on top of that, if they get... So you'll notice that they don't have Rising Crescendo, so they can't fall back, shoot, and charge. Right. And they can't yeah. advance and charge. But you can spend one CP to let them fall back and still shoot um, with the Eldari uh, stratagem. That works with Harlequins as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, these units cost 270 points if you bring three of them. It's a perfect to the last unit because they're so freaking resilient with luck of the laughing yeah. god and then like if they go down to like one model you just spend one cp put them in reserves and then boom like you still get your five points mm -hmm. that's insane it's so 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 powerful because i mean it's 18 wounds too if it's a three-man unit like yeah geez. 18 wounds they have to shoot through it's disgusting um and then like even if you don't have high units that you need to get rid of you have your uh disperse shot for blast and if you target anything with six models, like if you're growing up against a horde, you're getting like 47 shots off of one squad of three of like, of just AP three, AP one, like shots. It's insane. Really good. Really good. You did. I'm jelly. And, <laughs> and then to finish it all off, we have the star weaver star weaver comes back. Uh, this one also has shuriken cannons as well. So another uh, heavy three. This one has two shuriken cannons, so it's heavy six. Uh, so you get six shots off of just these transports alone of shuriken cannons. Same profile, strength six, AP one, two damage. This is open-topped as well. Um, you, this thing is also minus one to hit innately. And the reroll, uh, you cannot reroll your hit roll as well. Also has a four-up invuln. T5, six wounds. What do you think, Demeki? 
I mean, it's a way better Venom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a way better Venom because, like, even if I want to take, like, a, what is it, upgraded uh, poison mm-hmm. cannon, like, yeah, I got to pay for it. So, yeah. like, my 75-point tra- uh, transport turns into, like, 85 points or 80 points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah like, so, I mean, like, but do – so – do you have access? Well, no, I don't think so, right? I don't really see anything that allows you to like upgrade anything else on this thing, right? It's just like no. what you see is what you get right now. What you see is what you get. Yeah, because like I guess that's the plus side as a Drakari player is that you get to uh, upgrade the transports with certain things, certain keywords and and whatnot, and additional weaponry. Uh, but still, this thing's like super strong, and the fact is, is like what it, it wasn't six uh, capacity before, right? It was five. Just like a venom, it was. It's always six capacity. Oh, it was always six. Lucky yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is this is nasty, man. Ugh. I hate it. Yeah, it's uh, you can, it can hold six models, and uh, so that means that if you bring five mans, then you could just constantly keep putting your characters in here, pop them out, attack something, have them spend one CP for second rows, just put them back inside the transport, just keep protecting them over and over again. Um, this thing is crazy good. Uh, there's so much jank you could do uh, with the Star Weaver alone, and it only costs. Uh, I think it's 90 points. Yeah, it only costs. No, it costs 80 points. 80 points for the transport. It's really good. Yeah. So that is the Harlequins book. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about it just a little bit more. Um, what do you think about it? And who do you think? What do you think is a good matchup uh, with these with this army? And what's a bad matchup? Uh, honestly. This like the current meta, Tal and Custodes, it looks like uh <laughs> this army could just have their way with them. Like it it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Um I agree. Who they might struggle against? Maybe Death Guard because of the uh minus one damage. Um, but Death Guard's also extremely slow. So uh you'll probably beat Death Guard on primary. Um, just because of that, but I'm, I can't really think of anything right off the top. Maybe Jukari because they're both fast, but I think you got Jukari be- uh, beat just because you have an army wide four up imble. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I can't <laughs> really think. It's- I can't really think of where this army might struggle the hardest. Maybe against Grey Knights and. Uh, maybe Thousand Sons just because they can deal mortal wounds, a lot of mortal wounds. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, I agree with you. I think that Tal and Custodes, uh, Quince gives them a run for their money, especially in the light detachment. Um, your uh, Custodes are always hitting you on fours with no rerolls, so they don't get like any other reroll, like Empress Chosen or anything like that, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, a lot of their stuff is innately minus one to hit, and you can make it minus two to hit. So, Tal is always hitting on fives most of the time. Um, so, it's, like, it gets really disgusting, the amount of stuff they can stack on these units. And, like, that's what makes this army so good. Like, do you do you see how, after I explained everything, that, like, there's so many combos and different ways that you could run the army? That, oh, yeah. Like, that, like, when you stack everything together, like, at first glance, it's like, ah, oh, I don't know about this. But then once you start stacking everything together, it's like, wow, this is a lot, like... You right. get a lot of stuff out of it. Um, I will say that the hardest matchup, I think, in my opinion, against uh, for Harlequins isn't Grey Knights and Thousand Sons because you could just get a Relic 
you could just pay for a relic to give you a five up feel no pain against mortal wounds so like you're right. fine there um i think that the biggest problem is honestly just uh is honestly anything with minus one damage and high toughness so i'm talking crusher stampede crusher stampede is like the worst army to fight against as harlequins um it's really hard to kill that uh that army with them um if there's a bunch of t8 you know their melee combat does like literally nothing because you only wound on sixes uh right. with only reroll wound rolls of one so it's not that great uh death guard will have will stand on objectives like super hard and oh yeah against them um but that, like, that, that's the only that yeah. that's where i think that harlequins will probably still beat death guard just mm -hmm. because they can jump on the objectives faster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and probably hold out. De like, Death Guard probably won't score higher until the end of the game, where Quins yeah. are going to score hard during at least the first three rounds. Exactly. Also, anything with minus one to hit um, with this army is, like, pretty bad. Because right. if you're minus one to hit, then, like, they only hit on fours, and they have no access to rerolls besides Luck of the Laughing God. So mm -hmm. if you take a minus one to hit uh, buff or something like that, or if there's a bunch of like dense cover, it's going to be really hard for this army to chew through things. But it's also a way to fire. I mean, like if you bring two Void Weavers, that's 12, 12 strength shots that you could do, or, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a bunch of shots that you get. And then you have 18 times two Shuriken Cannons, plus you have the other Shuriken Cannons on the Star Weavers, plus you have Fusion Pistols as well, plus you have your melee combat. Like, there's a lot of stuff that Harlequins have in order to fight against people. Right. Yeah. So, I, I know you didn't want to talk about soup, but I want mm -hmm. to talk about just one soup. Oh, you know. I want to know. <laughs> I, no, not even Inari. Okay. What do I lose from the Quins if I put a patrol of Quins in my Drukari? All, all you lose. Because I know Drukari, <laughs> I don't lose power from pain. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. So the only thing that you lose is literally just Luck of the Laughing God, and that's it. Um, oh, dude, that, that that still sounds great to me. Yeah. As yeah. a Drukari player. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, for pure Harlequins, like, after playing with Luck of the Laughing God, I never want to go back. Because it's right. just, like, that that resiliency is so insane. Um. But, yeah, you can definitely bring them with Jakari, and they still work really, really well. They just don't get Luck of the Laughing God. So um, you can even put them in a Yanari detachment, and they get the Yanari keyword. And they and since they're now Yanari core, but they don't lose the Harlequins keyword, you still get access to all their stratagems. But on top of that, since they're Yanari core, uh, you can do stuff like give them plus one to hit, give them plus one to wound. You can have them reroll hit rolls of one next to, like, a uh, the Visarch. Um the and then that means that you can also run the um the yin karn as well instead of a yanari mixed detachment you lose luck of the laughing god but like bruh it's pretty cool like there's some mm. there's some cool stuff you could do with this with this army um yeah so anyways that is it for this episode we ran very long damn i didn't think that we were gonna run this long for like 18 pages but <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of depth for this army I, I mean, you know, you want to show off your new boys, you know, yeah, and your dude. new toys. Like, yeah, right. I, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah, they're so good. Um, anyways, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, Demeki, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me in my mom's basement with a CV radio, uh, ready for <laughs> the end of days. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my my call signs, Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, you can. <laughs> 
for as for me you can find me if you call 1-800 where's matt you can find, if you call that they'll tell you where i'm at anyways that is it for today thank you guys for watching if you guys liked it make sure you leave a thumbs up make sure you press the subscribe button it helps out all of the frontline gaming network and that's it for this episode of chapter tactics hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll see you guys in the next one bye everybody love you bye bye